0: Hello everyone, this is Vanessa Morgan, your host of Vamo Radio, bringing you the top entertainment updates, artist features, and celebrity interviews. I'm here today interviewing Grammy-winning producer, composer, and arranger Brent Fisher. Hi Brent, how are you?
1: Hi Vanessa, I'm great, how are you?
0: I'm great, I'm so glad to be speaking with you today.
1: Pleasure to be here.
0: <laughs> so Brent, we know that you've been a part of and you know played a pretty large role In the creativity of a lot of major and well-known artists. And you've also had a lot of credits as a musician to your name. So who is the most interesting artist that you've collaborated with?
1: That's a a tough question, of course, because I've uh, I've been around for a while. And um, long-running working relationship with Prince, that was about 25 years, but then I've also gotten a chance to um, write for Michael Jackson and um, Usher, D'Angelo, uh, Questlove and the Roots. So there, there are a lot of artists that I work with in in many different genres, and um, I've really enjoyed them all. I mean, uh, some some of the most interesting things I think that can happen is when you're watching a new artist develop. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, of course the the ones that get the headline are the big projects with the major celebrities, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, I've had, I've had a blast doing all of this. And, uh, okay, there was one very special moment that happened to me back in '04. I got a call to um, work with – we'd been working with Prince for a long time, my father and I, up to that point. But – never really done anything with him live. And so he asked us to write an orchestral arrangement for him for a duet. It was like a greatest hits medley that he was doing with Beyonce for the opening of the 2004 Grammy Awards telecast. And so I got to write on that project, be in the orchestra, perform on stage with Prince and Beyonce at uh, Staples Center in L.A. And uh, it, it it was so... Uh, easy to do and really great everybody had their parts together the sound check lasted only a half hour <laughs> and then we just performed and it all went well and it was just like a, a, a great moment in my life and also apparently they uh, have put this on to a greatest moments DVD of uh, you know different Grammy greatest moments over the years and that was mentioned by the producer of the Grammy telecast, Ken Ehrlich, as one of the seminal moments in Grammy history. And so I was really happy to be a part of that. Just very, very thankful for what I've been able to contribute to the world of music over the years.
0: Wow, that is awesome. So Brent, um, most people we know have certain events or moments in their lives that have developed into a starting point for their interest in music. So what would you say is your starting point that got you developed into the interest of music?
1: Starting point. Um, you know, that's that's all I ever knew. My father was a musician, also a Grammy-winning composer, arranger, producer, Claire Fisher. And uh, my earliest memories are of lying on a pillow underneath the grand piano while he was writing for something. Um And that's, you know, that's when I was like two years old. And then I just started playing drums when I was five, switched to bass when I was 14, got a degree in symphony percussion. I I never went to career fair when I was in high school because I really, I, I didn't even think that there were other possibilities. All my dad's friends were musicians, so I just grew up thinking, well, when you grow up that's what you do. You become a musician. And so that's exactly what I did. Wow. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> but I didn't, I couldn't foresee the direction that it would go into, you know, starting in life, just wanting to be a drummer and then sort of things transpired that end up leading me into many, many different directions and fulfilling a bunch of roles in various music projects over the years. Um, so, so all of those, all of those, I guess, came together, uh, at the right place at the right time, and led me to where I am now.
0: Wow, that is really cool. And Brent, I also know um, that coming from a musical family and a musical background, that it can be kind of hard to differentiate between who you are and who you're trying to become. So was it kind of hard to find your own identity?
1: I mean, that, yeah, that wasn't really a concern of mine, because it um, in, in in this case, I started out um, my writing career as sort of uh, you know my father's assistant when we when we started doing the, the first project that I did was the um, parade album for Prince. Wow! And I was a young man back then, and so I was just helping my father. I, I used to write out everything that Prince played. So in other words, he would send us a cassette tape. Remember those? Yeah, oh
0: my gosh. (laughs) And um,
1: he would send us a cassette tape of what he had recorded. And then I would write out everything. I would figure out what he played, write it all down on paper. Mm -hmm. Baseline, drum part, guitar solos, all the the vocal parts, including the main and the background parts. And then uh, I would give it to my father, and he would use that for the basis of writing... A, an orchestral arrangement and we'd add the orchestra parts on in the studio here in LA and send it back to Prince wow. and uh, so that's that was how I, I got my start and um, so my idea at that point was to learn everything I could about music from my father and uh, and and to and to be able to carry on a lot of the concepts that he first came up with as far as the unusual arrangement techniques that he uses the different colors that make it recognizable when you hear a lot of these iconic arrangements you can recognize these these early arrangements going back to santana in the 70s uh, or even a lot of the jazz artists that he worked with you you just recognize it as being claire fisher so that was something that i want to develop and keep the sound and in the process of doing that i i think the differentiation happened naturally just sort of writing and enjoying what i was doing and uh coming up with ideas along the way so that i think when you know the comments that i get when people hear some of my more recent work like for elvis costello and the roots or Mm -hmm. uh d'angelo is that they say yeah the fisher sound is there but they recognize that it's me so i it's i'm i'm a part of the fisher sound just like my father was and uh and so carrying on his legacy while creating my own is, I think, how, will I, how I have differentiated myself. But it was never a big worry. It was never like a problem to me or something that I felt like I needed to um, make my mark. You know, I think it just sort of happened organically.
0: That's really cool. I like that. You know, I really appreciate how you're very knowledgeable about different concepts of music and um, especially for you to find your own identity is just an amazing thing. And also to keep the legacy going at the same time. You know, I haven't really heard to meet people who have been as professional, who have been as successful as you have, but doing something you love. I really appreciate that. So. Well, thank
1: you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure.
0: <laughs> so Brent, if someone were to look at your background credits, they would easily be able to see that you've done an array of things from percussion to bass, even being a synthesizer and even orchestrating so how do you know exactly what to apply to a song or what that song needs like is there a certain guideline or a certain technique that you follow to find out what's missing
1: yeah and and sometimes it just depends on what the artist wants when i'm when i'm approached by an artist they might approach me for a certain thing Um, and there there may be some people who just know me as a bass player and they just want me to lay down some bass tracks on their song. Uh, Others may just know me as an arranger and don't even um, think about any specific instruments in regard to my skill set. But, yeah, having a large skill set like I do makes it possible so that I can suggest many different things. And I can also put put any of the skills that I have to good use when I'm working on a project, and I I can suggest things to artists um, that I feel will help really bring out, you know, you want to bring out the emotion in a, in a, a song. That's, uh, that's the main reason why mm-hmm. we spend so much time on, you know, three or four minutes of sound right. is because you have a message that you are trying to get across and the music helps bring out that message. And how can I do that most effectively?
0: Exactly. Now, also, Brent, um, people know that you've worked with a variety of artists as well as you mentioned, and in so many different genres. Because you know you work with Usher, and he's more of like a, a soulful pop kind of feel. And Toni Braxton, she's R and B, King of Pop, Michael Jackson, and Prince, and even Elvis Costello, as you mentioned earlier, and he leans more into the rock kind of genre. So those are more of the professional side of you of what you've worked with um, over the years in the music industry. So on a personal level, I'm really interested in knowing what kind of genre music do you listen to most?
1: Right, and that's an interesting question, and and I get that a lot, and uh, and the answer is that that uh, I, I feel the reason I've worked in so many different genres and continue to find new places to expand into is because um, I I think more about music uh, as an essence rather than how it fits into any specific genre so in other words the most important thing for me is if it's creative so so creativity is the most important thing and whatever genre that fits into as long as it's creative then i i love listening to it and i love being a part of it if i can and uh, so i i can listen to 10 different genres of music in a day (laughs) whether it's uh you know, listening to uh, country music or uh, heavy metal or mm-hmm. classical or straight-ahead jazz, um, I, as long as they're creative, I enjoy them all. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm able to switch from uh, from styles, from so many styles, very quickly when I have to. You know, the, on, the only thing you have to remember to do is just uh, change out your style because, you know, if well. I have to wear a tux to conduct an orchestra then i'm not going to keep the tux on when i go to produce a a rock session i'm going to you know maybe put some jeans on after that (laughs) you don't want to show up in a tux for a rock session right right
0: right. (laughs) definitely (laughs) you know what and i honestly i really appreciate your creativity and how your mind flows you know i kind of think the same way um with different genres of music you know i work with artists of all genres and everything so i don't um, pretty much like you're saying, you don't limit creativity, and something that you hear that you love is something that becomes a part of you, so I really appreciate that you sound very humble about it and you know, you're know you not stuck to one genre like a lot of people are, so I'm really interested in knowing um, well, I think personally that you actually could be the number one person who could give any kind of loyal advice as far as you know longevity and success in the music industry so, can you tell me what advice could you give to someone who's looking to make music a career?
1: Right. That's, that's a great question. The, um, the, the short, short answer, I think, <laughs> is to be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean um, if, if, you, if you don't know how to read music, that would limit you from doing some sort of, sort of work where everything is written out. Right. If you don't know how to play by ear, that's going to limit you from doing work where everybody's just throwing uh, things, you know, ideas out by ear and working off of each other. Uh, if you don't know about music publishing, you can't get into something where you've got to tackle the publishing aspect. Uh, if you don't know about marketing and, you know, all all the skills that you could possibly have that would lead you to be successful in any industry. I think you need to have those, especially very importantly for the music industry. So it's like, you need to be aware of all these things. It's, it's not like, uh, let's say, uh, you know, if you, if you go into the medical profession and you just concentrate on, um, you know, ear, nose and throat (laughs) or something like that, or you just, you know, uh, uh, specialist in one field you you kind of you can specialize and i i i see people do that all the time you know and and people have their specialties and and they do gravitate towards one genre or uh you know one type of thing that they really do well and that's great you can do that you can definitely have specialties in music but i think being well-rounded um, also will help you in ways that you can't even imagine right now. So just get your hands on knowledge and find out how to get what you need to know how to, how to be able to do anything for whatever the project, whatever the project needs. You know, when somebody gets in touch with you and they want to work with you, if they see that you have a lot to offer, it's more likely that they'll continue to go with you and, um, and, and, and choose you for many different types of situations just because you have that variety of skills.
0: Definitely. That's very well said. I appreciate you giving us that advice as well. And Brent, can you tell us where can we find out more information about you or where can people go to contact you?
1: Sure. <coughs> there is, um, well, there are the two Fisher websites. So there's brentfisher.com and clairefisher.com. And those have uh, links also to my management if, uh, if there's an artist that wishes to get in touch with me. And um, then, of course, I've got social media pages. I interact with them quite a bit myself. I do have an assistant, a really great assistant, that handles a lot of things for me. But, um, you know, people can always get a message to me through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all those different places. But uh, but yeah, so the, the main thing is uh, check out the website and then uh, if you're interested to see my credits, you could go to all, uh, what is it? It's allmusic.com. That lists like a complete set of my credits. And uh, of course, I'm all over YouTube. You can just type my name into YouTube and various things will come up. Um, not necessarily with all the celebrities that I've worked with. It just depends on how the you know how how the the tags work on the the song title and the artist and everything like that. But uh, so there are there are lots of ways to check out the work that I've done so far, or get in touch with me for something in the future. I always love working with new artists and seeing um, or or you know independent artists that are have really powerful creative voices and are interested in differentiating their sound to, you know, help them stand out in this vast sea of music out there. There's a lot, there are a lot of great artists,
0: Definitely. and
1: how you stand out really helps, um, helps you make your place in the world.
0: Definitely. You guys, this has been the amazing Brent Fisher, and you can find out so much more information about him by visiting brentfisher.com as well as clairefisher.com or even contact him through social media of Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, whichever one that you use best. And you can also listen to this interview again by visiting vamo-radio.com. Brent, thank you so much for the interview. It was such a lovely time having you here.
1: Thank you. It's great to talk to you, Vanessa.